We'd like to welcome you back to part four of our current event and weekly Bible study for April 1st, 2018. The next video is called Racist Facts White People Daren't Talk About. And these facts, I, I provide you the link and the sources for the stats in this video. I provide you for that link. I don't want to just put something out there and not be able to back it up with actual uh, statistical facts in the death of Freddie Gray, the incident that led to the Baltimore riots, are black. The narrative that black people are being disproportionately and unfairly targeted by predominantly white police officers and a racist criminal justice system in the United States continues to dominate. This has led to the growth of a divisive movement, Black Lives Matter, which has only served to further polarize America down racial lines, obsessing on skin color and invoking white guilt while ignoring the true causes of and solutions to police brutality. Until the following facts become part of the conversation, we're never going to see a real reduction in the number of violent confrontations involving black people and police officers. But the mainstream media, political leaders and white people in general are afraid to even mention these facts for fear of being labelled racist. But I'm not here to win any popularity contest. I genuinely care about less black people and less police officers dying in the streets. So I'm going to give it to you straight. Black people in the United States are more likely to be victims of violent confrontations with police officers than whites because they commit more violent crimes than whites per capita. Fact. Despite making up just 13% of the population, blacks commit around half of homicides in the United States. DOJ statistics show that between 1980 and 2008, blacks committed 52% of homicides compared to 45% of homicides committed by whites. More up-to-date FBI statistics tell But whites make up a much higher percentage of the population, and blacks still commit more homicides, even though they're only 13% of the population. That's the point there. Similar story. In 2013, black criminals carried out 38% of murders compared to 31.1% for whites. Again, despite the fact that there are five times more white people in the U.S., Fact, from 2011 to 2013, 38.5% of people arrested for murder, manslaughter, rape, robbery, and aggravated assault were black. This figure is three times higher than the 13% black population figure. When you account for the fact that black males aged 15 to 34, who account for around 3% of the population, are responsible for the vast majority of these crimes, the figures are even more staggering. Yes. Fact. Despite the fact that black people commit an equal or greater number of violent crimes than whites, whites are almost twice as likely to be killed by police officers. According to data from the Centers for Disease Control, between 1999 and 2011, 2,151 whites died as a result of being shot by police compared to 1,130 blacks. Even though the blacks are committing the majority of the crimes in comparison to whites, they, the whites are being shot at a much higher rate.
And I think a lot, and but yet, whenever one black person is killed by, that's all you're going to see on TV. Because that's the only narrative they care about. If it doesn't fit their narrative, even though far more whites are dying from police officers, that doesn't fit their narrative. So they're going to blow out of proportion and, and, and make it 100% front page news every time a black person gets shot, especially if it's a white cop. Oh, then it's, you know, it's game on. And all the other statistics, though, on, on all the black on white crime, you don't see that at all. And that's so disproportionate, it's not even funny. We're going to talk about that as well. So you, do you understand how brainwashed we are by, by the, the lamestream prostitute maggot media? Critics argue that black people are overrepresented in these figures because they only represent 13% of the population. But they're underrepresented if you factor in violent crime offenders. In other words, you would expect the number of blacks and whites to be killed by police to be roughly equal, given that they commit a roughly equal number of violent crimes. But, but, again, whites are five times the, the population as blacks. So it's still unbelievably disproportionate. That's not the case. Whites are nearly 100% more likely to be victims. And what about yes. black-on-white violence in general? Well, it's a fact that despite being outnumbered by whites five to one, blacks commit eight times more crimes against whites that is that is incredibly conservative figure the statistics i've seen are far higher than eight times black on white crime he's that's the most conservative estimate i have ever seen on black on white crime from the statistics i have it's far greater than eight times okay now eight times would be 800 percent not 80 percent eight times so that's fine, though, because we're white. We deserve to be attacked by blacks, and that fits their narrative. Shut up, whitey. Don't say a thing about it because you don't have a right to talk. Shut your racist troll mouth. That's what we're told, essentially. First, according to FBI statistics from 2007, a black male is 40 times as likely to assault a white person yep. as the reverse. These figures also show that interracial rape is almost exclusively black on white. Oh, really? Interracial rape is almost exclusively black on white. And my my wonderful listener Dante pointed out to me that that black men aren't and you're going to hear this, black men aren't interested in white women and that most of the rapes that are occurring are white men raping black women when they don't even it's so it's exclusively black on white according to FBI crime statistics. And he has the audacity to tell me it's the opposite? Quote, even allowing for the existence of discrimination in the criminal justice system, the higher rates of crime among black Americans cannot be denied, wrote James Q. Wilson and Richard Hernstein in their widely cited 1985 study, Crime and Human Nature. Every study of crime using official data shows blacks to be overrepresented amongst persons arrested, convicted, and imprisoned for street crimes. It's clear that the greater propensity for black people to commit violent crimes is a driving factor as to why blacks are becoming involved in more violent confrontations with police than their 13% population figures suggest they should be. 
if the 911 calls are coming from black areas and are related to black people committing violent crimes, then of course black people are more likely to be engaged in violent confrontations with cops. Does that justify police brutality in cases such as Freddie Gray, Walter Scott or Eric Garner? Well, no, but it does demolish the Black Lives Matter narrative that the general trend of black people being victims of violent encounters with police is solely down to the fact that cops are racist towards black people. Racism is a factor, but the statistics clearly show that by no means is it the only factor. If anything, they're being more racist to white people because twice there's twice as many white people getting killed by cops every year. More than twice, according to those statistics. And some would argue, not even the dominant factor. But aren't all these statistics undermined by the fact that black people are unfairly targeted and framed for crimes by police officers in the first place? Don't higher arrest and conviction rates of blacks merely prove that police are racist? Well, this argument is debunked by looking at the proportion of offenders identified not by police, but by victims as black. The National Crime Victimization Survey shows that the number of blacks arrested generally correlates with the number of offenders identified as black by victims. Studies suggest that the reason behind blacks being more likely to commit violent crimes are the dual issues of poverty, which exacerbates family breakdown, and a subculture amongst the black community that is tolerant of and glamorizes crime and violence. Just look at the In rap the videos. Look at the rap videos, how it glorifies and justifies violence and every other type of evil sin you can imagine. Math of the Ferguson and Baltimore riots, we saw the white metropolitan liberal media further legitimize this violence by openly justifying yeah. and even endorsing. And when the media endorses this, it gives the blacks out there even more emboldens them even just like the people in south africa where they got their president d doing high knees up in front of everybody telling them to kill the white person well you have all these blacks out there saying yeah 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 open season on whites let's kill them we're justified look we're getting we're getting justification in this case from the president himself violent unrest that targeted mainly black owned businesses this is true racism by encouraging yes, blacks to loot and riot, the white liberal media is helping to keep black communities in a cycle of destructive behavior yes. that will lead to more police brutality targeted against black people. Police brutality is a huge problem within the United States, and anyone that denies that fact is part of the problem. But until we acknowledge and address the equally important issue of violent criminality within the black community and until that becomes part of the national conversation the issue is never going to be resolved and by failing to make these facts part of the conversation black political leaders protest organizers and the white liberal media is complicit in perpetuating Absolutely. the chain reaction 100%. of violence 
just like just like the government of South Africa is 100% complicit in perpetuating this and our media that's totally silent about this or they maybe have a sympathetic ear toward the uh, black South African government they're absolutely complicit there's a you know there's just tons and tons of blood on their hands makes more police brutality against black people an inevitable outcome check out the so we have that video and um, let's go back to the main report here. So then again, I the the sources for the stats in the video, I give you a link there. Now the, I'm just going to go over. I, I copied and pasted. This is just a brief part of the uh, about the attachment I told you, the the 50 page attachment um, regarding this issue. And here's one, and it's a black man, and I can't play it because he uses bad language but a black man says white people are not the problem black people are so there's somebody that's actually blaming black people and he's black and he explains why this is the case okay i can't play the video too much language but there it's there um the next link it's time to stop blaming white folks for the problems we are having in black america walter lee hampton there's another um video there and here's another one africans helped to start slavery how it really happened let's click on this one because we're blamed for the slavery right it's all our fault we can only begin to imagine the sheer horror of the slave trade but what if we could place an actual ancestor within that story we were able to do just that for one of Tom Joyner's ancestors, his third great-grandfather, Tony Dumas. Can you read? They're showing a lineage now. Now, this is a black man interviewing another black man. Okay? So, you could say, well, you're pregnant. Well, okay, well, this is a black guy telling you this. Where it lists Tony Dumas' birthplace in the far right place of birth, Africa. Africa, your great-great-great-grandfather, Tony Dumas, was born in Africa around 1790. We tracked down a direct male descendant of Tony's, a distant cousin of yours, and we asked him to take a DNA test mm -hmm. to see where Tony was born. So if we found a match, that's where the brother came from. Would you mind turning the page of the scrapbook. This could mean your great-great-great-grandfather was a member of the Balanta people from the country of Guinea-Bissau. On the coast? On the coast. Coast of Africa. And it's an exact match. <clears throat> yeah. How do you think he was captured? Probably through a war. You know, there were African middlemen, and they would fight wars with other Africans to enslave them to sell to the white man. Did you hear what he said? The African middlemen, they would fight wars. They were tribal, obviously. They would fight wars with other tribes. If they could conquer them, they would sell them to the white men. But the white men are the only ones blamed. And it was actually the Muslims that came in there ahead of the white men and really started the African slave trade. Islam is the one that started that and is responsible for far more deaths than the white man ever was far more they would literally march them they would castrate the black men they would march them till a lot of them just dropped dead 
because they had no regard for their lives whatsoever, treat them like total garbage, the Muslims would, and, and yet the Muslims get a free pass when it comes to slavery, and they were the ones that started the slave trade in Africa, and I've done videos on that, and you can do any kind of YouTube keyword search to find that out as well. But they don't, they don't ever get blamed because you can't say anything politically incorrect against the Muslims or anything like that. Slavery was a huge business for different African kingdoms. See? You know the story that we got when we were kids that your ancestors was out on one Sunday with his girlfriend and some white man jumps out of the bush and throws a net over It's not how it happened. Yep, that's so right. It was big business. African but white guilt, we're all to, to blame for... What happened in South Africa, the Dutch colonialists that go in there, and, and that's all the justification, and, and, and now all the thing about the, my ancestor brought somebody over here. I mean, my ancestors all came from the north, and like the, uh, they, they settled in the Ohio region, the northern region or whatever. I didn't have anything to do with slave trade or whatever. None of my ancestors did or whatever, but whites collectively, because it fits the narrative, are blamed for that, and the, and the fact was, they were the tribe, the black African tribes were the ones orchestrating the slave trade to sell to the white. They were capturing their own people. And then you, you factor in the Muslim thing in there on their slave trade. That was far greater atrocities than they committed. Far more millions of slaves that died and were treated horrifically from the Muslims than any white man. Sold other Africans to the Europeans. So after he was snatched from Africa, came over on a slave ship. On that long boat ride mm. from hell. Yes. Now, it's horrible what, I mean, anything like that. The, the white people that did bring Africa, I mean, that's horrible. They should have never done that. I would never justify that or sanction that or whatever. So I'm not giving them a pass either, but it was a collective group effort is what they're saying here. Discoveries like this make me even more eager to learn about my own African past. Okay, so these are just links, and I'm not going to go into all these, but these are links here to, to um, confirm what we're talking about here today. Uh, here's another one, and I've talked about this before. Black Trump supporter shot and killed by Chicago protesters because he was viewed as a race traitor. Um, another one, racist activists say white people should kill themselves to atone for white privilege another gigantic meme um and let's talk a little bit more about this this debate about whether white people should be exterminated was held at harvard university the pro-genocide activists um are from the university of west georgia the topic of debate was supposed to be renewable energy not race the white team chose to advocate for wind turbines instead of addressing that issue the black debaters began arguing that all whites should kill themselves and that their white opponents should die sounds a lot like my my listener dante i mean you get to a point evidently where you're so brainwashed and so wicked and so evil that you just start to think that all white people need to die and i'm not saying all blacks feel that way but i'm saying that some of them do and i'm seeing this firsthand here this was not a position that was assigned to them in class. They claimed that their pro-genocide movement was real political activism. Can you imagine if a white team openly advocated for black genocide, though? Would that be acceptable? Of course not. They would be kicked out of school and their lives would be ruined. Yet the black students at every major university in the country, including Harvard, Yale, John Hopkins, have joined the Black Liberation Collective, which endorses the murder of whites. So see, this is coming 
you know, to a city near you, essentially. This same mindset and dynamic, because it's straight from the pit of hell, it's Satan, and this, it's very important for Satan to implement the white agenda, or the white uh, genocide agenda on planet Earth. And we're seeing it play out in, in um, particularly in the most harshest phases in um, South Africa and Europe now. Okay, so let's go further. Black pastor says, speaks the truth about white genocide. Here's a black pastor talking about this subject. Now, I understand that there was a tape that Michelle, the fist bump Obama, made some statements about kill whitey going back to her college days. We've not been able to get it. I'm willing to be able to be a facilitator of it if anybody wants to present it. However, Americans, let me help you understand something. What we see going on in our nation right now is get the white man. Get him. He's got money. He's got power. He's got the military. He's got position. He's got it. He's never been discriminated against. The white male does not know what it is to be discriminated against. So Obama and what you see in Sonia Sotomayor in her statement, wise Latino woman can make a better decision uh, with respect to uh, empathy and also experience that a white male is exactly what's going on in the hearts of the NAACP, what's going on in the hearts of the Puerto Rican Legal Defense Fund, what's going on in Barack Hussein, the long-legged Mac Daddy, all of his policies, and sadly, what's going on in the hearts of many Jewish people like Tim Geithner, like Rahm Emanuel, David Axelrod, George Soros, and a whole lot of other Jews that hate Jews that hate being Jews, they want to get whited, get the white man. Now here, the white male has never been discriminated against in terms of discrimination. He has never been colonized in that real sense like other nations. He has always been dominant. He's always been in power. And at present, he has more power now than he's ever had. So what affirmative action essentially is about the, the story behind all of this immediate stuff that comes up such as the NAACP presentation or the affirmative action or the Puerto Rican Legal Defense Fund or what the immediate statement represented by Sybil so so uh, Sotomayor, y'all call her Sonia Sotomayor, is get the white man. We got to get him. And what Obama is seeking to do with his policies, uh, with his uh, implementation of taxation upon people is to get the white man. And, and that's what a battle is. That's what it's all about. Now, listen, I'm not an Uncle Tom, and I don't want you to think that somehow or another I'm, I'm siding, taking sides with the white male who's in power against the black male who doesn't have any power. I'm not, and I'm not an Uncle Tom. I just want to deal with the truth. This matter that we're looking at with the white males being in power for the last 2,000 years and the white male does not know discrimination, never been discriminated against in that regard, now, notice I didn't say the white woman, but the white male. I'm not an Uncle Tom in the regard that you might now try to conclude that I am le leveling a defense for the white male against what has been the advent of slavery in America, the advent of Jim Crow, the advent of segregation, the advent of discrimination. Let me tell you what a, a real Uncle Tom is. Uh, the, the true Uncle Tom, in definition beyond Harriet Beecher Stowe, the true Uncle Tom of today, modern vernacular Uncle Tom, today's nomenclature of the Uncle Tom is this, is the black man who gets enough money to try to be white. So therefore, when he gets money 
enough to move out of the hood. He moves into the white neighborhood. He lives the white life, sends his children to the white school. He's the Uncle Tom. That's the true Uncle Tom that has always been, uh, I, I suppose, spoken of in the community. I live in Harlem. I've lived there for 27, actually for 29 years. I've got the money to move out of this community, but I don't move out of this community because I'm not trying to avoid my blackness and move in a white neighborhood and be white. The true Uncle Tom, next time some black man tells you he's living in a white neighborhood, then call him Uncle Tom because that's exactly what it is. And call his wife Aunt Jemima because that's exactly what he is. And call his children misfits. That's the Uncle Tom. Now, having said that, having said that, I just want to speak on behalf of God. I'm not favoring, I'm not suggesting that the white males, he's never been discriminated against. He's never known a time when he were, uh, his brother or father was not in power. The white male over the last 2,000 years, never been colonized, never been treated as such as any other minority. I'm not here necessarily defending him. I'm simply speaking, this matter cannot be taken up in the Supreme Courts of this land or any other land. This matter must go directly to God. And by the way, only God can solve this. But, and if there's something wrong, you, got, you need to take it to God because God's the one that gives power to live and God's the one that gives power to lay down and die. You got to take it to the throne of God, not to the Supreme Court where Sybil Sotomayor wants to take it and where the long-legged Mac daddy thinks he can gain some leverage or with the businesses of America. We're going we to boycott GM. In fact, the boycott on GM is on right now. However, this is not just a national problem. That is to say that there's discrimination against blacks, discrimination against Latinos here in America. It, with respect to get the white man, get the white male, get him. In a sense, he does not understand discrimination. He does not understand an underprivileged life. So get him with the laws, with the courts, and any way you can get the white male, get him. And Obama is the chief general in destroying the white man's legacy and taking his power from him. But not only is this a national issue? This is an international issue. What you see, international issue. What you see going on with the Islamics, the Jihadists, the Hezbollahs, the Hamas, the Ahmadinejad, the Hugo Chavez's. What you see going on on an international scale is an international attempt to get the white male. Get him. See, the Islamists don't have any problem with black people, Latino people. They just want to get the white male. They really don't have a real problem with America. They want to get the white male. The Islamists do. It's the white male. He's been in power for over 2,000 years, nearly 2,500 years. The white male has been in power unbroken. Un he has had no discrimination against him. Now, again, my read of this and what I see black people doing, Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, get the white male. Barack Hussein Obama, who has taken it to a new level, get the white male. It's never been... There's never been the amount of power against destroying the white male, his money, his home, his culture, his military, as Obama. Nobody's ever taken it to that level. The only other person is Osama bin Laden, who's taken it to the level that Barack Hussein Obama. But see, Barack, um, Bathhouse Barry, um, because he was frequently, you know, known in the bathhouses of Chicago, Bathhouse Barry, Obama, and his, his husband, Michael, 
they're fine. They can say all that. They can they they were able to get away with a hundred times more from a racist standpoint than a white president ever could because they're black and politically correct. There's all kind of agendas he could press forward and put forward. Guaranteed, if Obama was the president for life, America would end up just like South Africa. That is that is where bathhouse barry wanted to bring us okay guaranteed that's where we would have end up ended up but the whole idea behind these people is get whitey get it get whitey now here my read of this look <laughs> i mean this is a black a good black pastor saying this so you could say everything i said up to now you're racist well okay what about all the black people out there that are righteous that are confirming exactly what i'm saying and they're doing it much more eloquently does not simply stop with those who promote get whitey or whitey who promotes defend himself in whatever in whatever way he possibly can i'm not i'm not defending either one i'm not on either one of those sides i'm not on the black folks side I'm not on the white folks side. I'm on God's side. Amen. And that needs to be clear. Amen. If you're going to try to understand where I'm coming from, I'm on God's side. And I'm looking up and saying, hey, listen, if God wanted to be able to change the circumstances of Nigeria and make it like New York City, make it the international finance capital, the theater capital, the entertainment capital, the, the merchandise and retailing capital, the greatest melting pot on the planet. If God wanted Lagos, Nigeria to be that way, then God can do it. Obviously, he hasn't done it. And I don't know anybody who's saying, running around saying that God wants Nigeria to be like New York City and wants New York City to be like Nigeria. So in that regard, if you want to get whitey, don't bother the white man. You need to go after God. You need to talk to the Lord. That's my thing. That's my thing. Amen. And if the white man has great power, then, hey, black man, why don't you stop fighting with these NAACP, these racist urban league, these, stop following these Jesse Jackson, these charlatans, Al Sharpton, and this long-legged knack daddy, this emissary of the devil, this liar, this world's most notorious, this no criminal has ever been as, as big a criminal as Barack Hussein Obama on this planet. Stop following him and get down on your knees and talk to the Lord. That's all I'm saying. All I'll ever say. After that, I'm going to have lunch. I'm saying, don't get whitey, but go to God. Talk to the Lord. Ask Almighty God. How well, can Exactly. I mean, when you read the scriptures, there's no, like what Dante was saying, there's no biblical justification for wanting to wipe out another race and saying it's justified and good and we're getting our comeuppance. There's no justification for that, biblically speaking. But they're not going to take it to the Lord. Not people in that mindset. Because they don't want to hear what God's got to say about that. They don't care. Can we be a better global people? How can we be a better people without black, Latinos, Islamic people waging war against a man who obviously, God, you have blessed over the last 2,500 years. God blessed the white man. I can tell you, I can prove it, because the black man won't live out with the white man. That's why I know God blessed him. If the white man's community, if the white man was the devil, 
like they say in the nation of Islam, oh, yeah. black Muslim, if the white man was the devil, then his neighborhood would be hell. And black folk wouldn't want to be moving to hell. Nobody wants to live in hell. All black people who got money and those who don't have money want to live in the white neighborhood. <laughs> well, if the white man was the devil, then Louis Farrakhan wouldn't be living in the white neighborhood where he lives now. <laughs> oh, you get yeah. what I'm saying? We're so, going to talk about Louis Farrakhan. We're going to talk about that. I mean, don't, don't you love, I mean, I love this man. He's just nailing it. And, you know, I just love his honesty. You know what he's talking about here. He's just—he's just laying out common sense facts. The mass—it's a ball of confusion. None of these leaders know what they're talking about, including the long-legged Mac Daddy, and he's not going to succeed. And the number one reason why he's not going to succeed is James David Manning. That's why he's not going to succeed. Because I just laid enough enough proof on you to keep you going for another ten thousand years. That truth I just laid on you. Get whitey. Get the white male. <laughs> I love that guy. Oh, God bless him. Uh, okay, so we have that video. Wow. Um, I just saw this other video Pastor Manning put up. And this was from June 8th, 2010. So almost eight years ago. And it says this video will shock South African people because this dynamic is already starting to go on. The, the, <laughs> I love this man. I mean, <laughs> wow. I, I'm just going to play it. This is amazing. And I'm not going to be much longer with y'all. I understand we need to move beyond color. I'm not, I'm not about that, but y'all raised it. If you start it, I'll end it for you. Don't start nothing. It won't be nothing. <laughs> Meaning, I think there were people in his church that were, uh, I don't know, they raised the whole thing about racism and, I don't know, maybe maybe the white people or whatever. And I guess... Um, this was his response to that. And I don't know exactly what happened, but he says, if you're going to start something, I'll finish it. And so this is his response to his own congregation, which I believe is, I mean, it's only people I see there is black. He's in Harlem in New York city. And Hey, I don't have any problem with this whatsoever. Okay. But this is to his own black congregation. But we got a problem. Black people got a problem. Now, we can move to color blindness and always look at the man by the content of his character, never the color of his skin. I'm down for that. You're getting my vote. Yay and amen. I'm for that. Yeah, amen. Amen. But before we get there, we need to hear some truth. Black people and white folk, black people got a problem. <clears throat> and it's a God problem. When black people see the world, I don't care. You can train them. You can train a black man to be a physician. You can train him to be an astrophysicist. You can train him to be a lawyer, but you can't train him to understand the world. He doesn't know. I'm telling you. There's not two cents worth of difference between a mass murderer. There's not two cents of difference between a petty thief that's locked away in prison than a black doctor when it comes to understanding the world. Listen, listen you listen to me. We got to deal with this. 
And we need to begin to acknowledge it, talk about it, ask God to help us because only God can help black people where they are. Black people had Africa, that big old continent over there. They never built one boat that was seaworthy. Not one. There's not one monument in Africa, in all of Africa. I know you're talking about Egypt. I'm, Egypt is not Africa. There are no great cities that were built. Even before the first colonization of white people coming to the shores of Africa or the slave ships, black men built nothing. No sewer system. No houses above one level. And none of them made out of stone. All of them made out of grass and wood. Black men. Before the white man ever got to Africa. The worst thing that could ever happen to South Africa was when they gave it to Nelson Mandela and black folk. That was a great nation. Now, notwithstanding apartheid was wrong, we all know it's wrong. I'm against it. There should have been some other resolution, though, than turning it over to Nelson Mandela. Disease, AIDS, and crime is running wild in Johannesburg. They're killing one another over there. They're dying of sickness. The government is mismanaged. Now, this was, he's talking about South Africa, and this was like, you know, eight years ago when he's talking about this. The people who ran the nation are now leaving the nation because black folk don't know how to run no nation. You can see the pain in his face. I feel, I mean, I, I feel sorry for him. You know, and I, 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 don't, I don't glory in any of this. I don't, I don't I, this doesn't make me feel good seeing this. But he, he's, he is citing a lot of the factual evidence that you can draw upon when you look at this situation. He's not sugarcoating it. And I, I, I love this man for his honesty know how and we need to admit it i know you don't like it but you need to stop shucking and jiving we got a problem nigeria produces oil every year yet the children over there are hungry and pot-bellied and walking barefoot we got a problem you talk about the hutus and the tutsis look what's going on in zimbabwe now with mugabe we got a problem black folk and forget about Zimbabwe and South Africa, Nigeria. Look at what y'all have done in Harlem. You can't even hold on to Harlem. We got a problem. Black folk don't understand the world. You can get mad with me all you want. You can say what you want, but you can't prove me wrong. Now, I'm not saying this because I hate black folk. I'm saying it because I love you enough to tell the truth. And the only person going to ever help us get out of the situation is going to be God. There's something wrong with the black man's mind. There's something wrong with his mind. He does not understand the world. He doesn't. I don't care if he learned medicine. He doesn't understand the world. He can't even hold on to Harlem. When he was here, he moved out. We got to talk to the Lord. People, we got to talk to God. And black women, Shirley Chisholm, Harriet Tubman, Coretta King, one of her boys. Yeah, okay, then we got a black president. But you black women, what's wrong with y'all? Y'all gonna let that white woman, what's wrong with you black women voting for Barack? Don't you understand? 
It should have been a black womb if you're going to have a black president. What's wrong with you? Y'all ain't got no sense, you black women. Your men treat you like they're dogs, like your dogs. They walk all over you. They make you pay the bills at home, and then the preachers pimp you in the churches and make you pay the bills. Y'all crazy black women buying these black men private jets the tune of $50 million for a nigga to ride around in a private jet, and you talking about, look at our pastor. What's wrong with y'all women? What's wrong with you? What's now, now, he's talking about, like, Creflo, give me a dollar. And uh, TJ, TJ uh, Fakes and all and these other black pastors that they're buying. And they're, the white people are doing this too. I mean, I'm not giving, I mean, look at Kenneth Copeland. You know, he's got his own airport. Okay, or Benny, Benny Hinn, you know. I mean, it, Crevlo or um, uh, Kenneth Copeland, I mean, he's got his own airport. Kenneth Copeland Airport. He's got several jets he's got a fleet of harley davidsons he's got i mean you know you can't even imagine the amount of assets that guy has so i'm not just gonna lay that all on black women supporting black preachers because whites are just as guilty if not more on that end but you know so i want to just interject that i'm with you and what's wrong with a black man that would take that kind of money out of a poor neighborhood Amen. and buy himself a private jet? What's wrong with y'all niggas? What's wrong with you? Now, I'm not saying that word he is. And it's a, that's a cultural thing. And listen, in this particular regard, you know, I, I'm not going to judge nothing. I, I am just going to, I need to just keep my mouth shut. What's wrong with you, black women? What's wrong with you voting for Barack Obama? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with y'all? You niggas are crazy. Black people, let me tell y'all something. If y'all don't ever hear me say preach again, they can kill me tomorrow. But let me tell you something. We're not going to ever get anywhere until we look into the mind of a black man. He doesn't think correctly. I don't care what he is. He can be a doctor. He can be an astrophysicist. The nigga ain't got no sense. You talk to him. You talk to a black man. He doesn't understand the world. He's never built anything. The most the black people have ever done, they did it here in America under white people's help. When they were in Africa, they didn't do nothing. Listen, I didn't even listen to that video fully. I listened about three minutes of it. I, I apologize. For, you know, but I'm not going to delete this from my study. I'm not. I'm going to let it play. I'm going to let it ride. I don't think that I have any right. If that's his his viewpoint, he should sure know a lot better than I do about that particular subject. I've heard enough of his interviews. I've played enough of his audio clips. I have never seen him like that. That's not like he is all the time. He was on the verge of tears. If you look at his face, he looked like he was whole. I mean, he wasn't saying this because he was happy about it. He was doing it because he was grieved about what he was seeing in his own race. Not to say the whites are perfect either, okay? Not saying that whatsoever. But that's his take on it, you know? Um, God bless him. Okay, I gotta, I mean, I'm sorry, I can't stop playing this man's videos. And I have played a lot of his videos in the past, but 
you know, I feel like I should defer. Because, again, as a white person, you know, a lot of people say, well, you're not qualified to speak on this, on this subject. Now, I, I have let a lot of people speak for me in a lot of the videos, and we have documented a lot of things today. None of it can be refuted. I mean, it's a fact. It's, it's a fact. I mean, I, we got their politicians <laughs> literally on stage in front of thousands on multiple occasions calling for white genocide. Kill the boar, kill the white person. It can't be disputed. It isn't. But here's another video he put out, and this was back again in 2010, and he, he evidently was doing a uh, seminar. i tell you what, I'd go to his church in a heartbeat. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> anyway, um, he's doing a seminar, and it was on, he, he was one of the only black pastors that I know of that really went after Obama. I mean, God must have seriously protected him. He went after Obama in the middle of Harlem. So this man has got a backbone. And um, I'm not saying that, that every bit of, uh, of um, maybe his dogma, I, I don't know. I don't know every single thing about his ministry. I don't know that there may be some red flags. I, I, but I'm talking about what we're hearing today, what we're talking about here. Um, uh, I'm not saying that throwing out the N-word is a good thing, but I think he was doing what he felt necessary in order to get the attention of his church. And that man was on the verge of tears in that last video doing that. So I'm not going to judge him. Here, this video is called Remember South Africa. And the first part starts out where he's, uh, he's talking about the seminar he's doing where I believe they're exposing Obama. And then he segues into some stuff on South Africa that I also think is pertinent that we haven't really talked about as much yet. You're coming here because Barack Hussein, the long-legged Mac Daddy Obama, <laughs> wants to do what is known as a redistribution of the wealth. Now, I don't mean to be an alarm. Same way in South Africa where they're going to be taking, this is, this is Marxism, this is communism. Take from, from, you know, it's not going to be the elite that are ruling. It's going to be take from basically the upper middle class, or in this case the farmers, take their land, take their property, take their possessions, and redistribute it back to the blacks because the white person was the one that stole it from them to begin with. And it was, it was always the blacks to begin with because the Dutch settlers came there and, and stole it from the blacks, the colonial. But I think we just disproved that in the last video from Pastor Manny where he talked about that. Talk about what Africa was like before the white man got there in South Africa. Now we're going to elaborate on that a little bit further after Nelson Mandela got in. I don't mean to do that. That's not my intent. But I want you to look at what's happening now in South Africa since Nelson Mandela became its president. Nelson Mandela is the biggest Marxist on the planet. When Nelson Mandela marched out of that prison, Robben Island, that Sunday morning, and the world watched this man who had been in prison for 27 years, and he went to a perch there at a beautiful place in Cape Town and stood up and addressed the world for an hour and a half. This man, who was just released from prison, did not mention the word God, did not say thank God, did not give any uh, allegiance or understanding to God. He completely ignored God totally. Nelson Mandela is a Marxist of the worst sort, the worst kind. And when he became the leader of South Africa until this day, that nation now is in the greatest turmoil it's ever been. It's at its lowest state of economy 
it's been run down. South Africa has become one of the world's, if not the world's biggest ghetto. Because wherever black people are in charge, they turn it into a ghetto, people. Now, it doesn't bring me joy to say that I'm not happy about that. Neither am I. But the other thing is that I'm, I got enough sense to know that covering up the truth doesn't help cure the problem. Black people got a problem. They got a problem wherever they are. They turn it into a ghetto. Whatever community they live in, they turn it into a ghetto. Whatever mayor there in the city of, like Detroit and in Philadelphia and in Baltimore and Washington, they turn them into ghettos. And I'm not happy. I'm not happy. And I'm not taking the joy. I'm not beating up on black people. I'm just saying if we keep covering up the truth, we're going to never find the cure. We got to say it. Now, here, you listen to me. Nelson Mandela is a Marxist. Obama is a Marxist. Let me say something to y'all. They're Marxists. They're a fall of Karl Marx, in other words. If you sit out there and say you can't come to this trial, just like they took the farm. He was having a trial, I believe, to convict Obama like he's not going to be there, but like he was there. Uh, <laughs> he's going to convict him. <laughs> I love this guy. That's what the trial was about. And it was it was uh, May 14th through 19th, CIA Columbia Obama trial. <laughs> man, I tell you, this man's got a backbone. The banks, the businesses, and the wealth from white folk oh. in South Africa, in less than a year from now, they're going to turn your beautiful house and ranch into a homeless shelter. Or a rehab shelter. Obama has the tax power to tax you in such a way to shut your business down, to foreclose your house. Obama owns the banks, and he can tell the banks to call in your loan on your business, on your house, and he can turn your business, your beautiful house, that ought to be kept and inherited by your children and your grandchildren, Obama has the power to take it, and he's going to do it. He's going to do it. I'm telling you, he has it in his heart to redistribute the wealth, and he wants to take from the rich and give to the poor, but they're not the poor. They are the wretched of the earth. They are the drug-addicted, low-life, lazy, God-forsaken people. Uh, illegal, illegal aliens, just like he did. Um, uh, rewarding somebody for coming here illegally, the Muslims that 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 you know they they shipped in and flew in and bust in illegally, rewarded them. So he yeah he did everything he could do to redistribute as much wealth and to destroy the economy, and and you know as he could he did I think and again if if he would have been a life if if he would have been in there for life, we would have ultimately ended up exactly like South Africa, but he didn't have enough time. To get us to where South Africa is right now. He would have loved to have done that. But he didn't have enough time. Praise God. Wants them to live in your house. Obama wants them to have your farm. Obama wants them to have your business. You sit there at home. Sit there now. Sit out there. And say that you can't come to this trial. If you don't. A year from now you would to God. You'll be sleeping on the streets of New York, of Chattanooga, of Phoenix, of Portland. You'll be sleeping on the streets of Cleveland and Pittsburgh. And uh, uh, So thank God it didn't play out the way to the extreme. But Obama did his level best to, to, to do exactly what this pastor is saying.
Philadelphia, if you don't come to this trial, you're going to be homeless. If you don't come, your children are going to be homeless and your grandchildren. Obama's going to take from the wealthy and give to the poor. He's going to redistribute the wealth. And if you don't believe it's going to happen here in America, look at what's happening in South Africa now. When that Marxist, that Marxist Nelson Mandela took over, you'd better wake up out there. You'd better wake up. You have just a few days to get ready now to get here to New York to save your home, to save your business, to save your 401k program, to save your business. So he, he was obviously pretty passionate about, you know, what Obama was actually going to, I mean, I just praise God he wasn't able to do more damage than he, than he did. I mean, he did a massive, massive, massive amount, but praise God he wasn't able to do any more. Okay, so I'm going to let him just keep speaking. Here's a video, a very short video put out entitled, What Every White Person Should Know. Um, <clears throat> this is Reverend Manning dropping serious bombs on race issues in America. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, see what he has to say here. I can't say anything about him because he's partially alleged to the African-American people. And you know, black people always walk around with a chip on their shoulder because they're black, daring anybody to say anything to them. And our society has been hijacked and kidnapped and pushed into a corner where no one can say anything publicly about black people. If you do, they call you a racist and a bigot. So the true thoughts and true dialogue between white folk and black folk cannot go forward because you cannot speak your mind or the truth without be, being called a racist if you say anything exactly. about the spirits of black folk, the habits of black folk, the spirit that black folk are full of black men, are full of abandonment, they're full of murder, they're full of robbery, and they're full of violence. Now that is not to say that all black men are, but 70% of them are. 70% of them desert their children. 70% of them don't marry the mothers that they father children through. 101 million, 1.2 million of them are in prison. And this has nothing to do with white folk or slavery. So you can't, most, we can't have a true and meaningful dialogue about race in this nation because if you say anything against black folk, you will be drummed out of town and out of church. So here's what I want to say to you as we go forward to fight this battle. The first thing we're going to have to do, you're going to have to do what I'm doing. You've got to stand up and not be worried about popular opinion of what people say about you or what people think about you. Black people got a chip on their shoulder. If you want to knock it off, knock it off. Knock that chip right off their shoulders. I mean, they knock chips off of everybody else's shoulder. I mean, what is fair is fair. We've got to get rid of what I have referred to as affirmative black uh, social affirmative action, the way we have to walk around eggshells, the way white people have to walk on eggshells around black people, on the job, in the church, and every place else. If you're white, you have to walk on white eggshells so that you don't offend these black people that wear uh, their racism on their shoulder, the, their blackness on the shoulder, and they wear, they, wear, they wear slavery on their sleeves. This has got to stop. 
It is hurting the black race. It is destroying the white race. And it's pulverizing our nation in terms of this relation. And we're working together united to be able to make for a greater nation and even a greater church to give God the glory. I say unto you, stop white people, stop walking on eggshells around black people. I mean, who are they anyway that you got to be so careful about everything you say, everything you do, every place you go, and every turnaround, you got to hear slavery. Every other moment, you got to hear something about slavery, or you got to hear something about police brutality. I mean, it just needs to stop. And black folk are not going to stop lapping this up and pushing you into a corner. And, and see, it's the same dynamic that they've bought into down in South Africa. Except there, it's at such a level where the blacks are literally on the verge of totally exterminating all the white people. I just, I don't know. Listening to him is very humbling uh, for me as a white person. He's saying things that white people can't say. To be flat, flat out honest, he is. And, and the fact that he, as a black man, that would say this, I mean, I, I just can't help but love this man. I mean, not because he's agreeing with what, but he's speaking truth. He's speaking truth and love, and he's speaking it to both the whites and he's speaking it to the blacks. Because he does love them enough to tell them the truth. Driving you and making you act like a misfit while you're around them and having you so glad that you're no longer in their presence when you finally leave work or wherever else you are with them, you can finally relax and be yourself. This has got to stop because it's destroying black people. It is giving them a false sense of security, making them think that they don't have to do anything to better their lives, that you are the cause of everything that's going wrong with them. Now, if you white folk are tough... Who knows how many subliminal embeds have been put in by Hollywood and in commercials and in movies over the years to create this racism that we see now so unbelievably prevalent across the world? You know, because, I mean, it's just, it's so demonic. It's so evil, um, what's going on. And if you just scratch the surface, if you just start looking at any kind of factual thing, I mean, it just, it's like a house of cards that just comes down. And here's a man speaking the truth about it. Tired. If you are tired, if you're sick and tired of hearing black folk blame you for everything that's wrong with them, stop acting like you are wrong. You are the blame. You are the reason for everything that's wrong with black folk. You're not. So stop acting like it. Knock them chips off of those black folk's shoulders and knock that slavery off of their sleeves. And can an amen and a boom shakalaka go right there? Praise Almighty God, I am Pastor James David Manning, and we're going to put an end to this mess going on here in America. Oh, man. <laughs> I love that man. Woo! You will... Okay, so now we're going to switch gears kind of slightly, um, and we're going to segue at least for a time. We're going we're to go back to the subject. But I think this is a good point to segue off... Uh, and talk about the subject of white genocide globally, okay? Because what's going on in what we're talking about today is coming to the rest of the earth. And it is a globalized program. And it's not just the blacks that just thought of this. They have been programmed. They have been brainwashed. They have been duped into believing that all the white people got to die. We're the source of all this. But who's behind this? 
Who is behind the actual extermination of all white people? What group is? So we're going to look at that now, okay? Um, let's look at this video first. White genocide explained. Anyway, maybe listeners can help the situation, or what would you like? Here's a girl that lives in, I believe, Britain, Jan Lampert. Um, she's warning all whites of their future and their impending doom on a global scale. And she's talking to a gentleman that I believe lives in, used to live in Rhodesia, where I'm pretty sure they purged the whites out, and now he lives in South Africa where that's happening. So I think this is the premise of this conversation. Most medicines are American and European. What would you like them to hear? You know, this is an interesting one. The main thing that I would like is for word to spread. The more we can tell other whites, and also... A lot of what is happening to you whites in Britain, Europe, America, and so forth, are actually the same things that happened to us. It's just happening in a slightly different fashion. But nowadays, your countries are being, are the places that are targeted for diversity. When I was a kid, they told us that black rule, in, that white rule in Rhodesia was a bad thing because we were colonialists. So that was, that was the crime of the white people then. It but was, that's exactly what they're saying now in South Africa, that they're white devil colonialists and that all the whites need to die in order to atone for... Um, them taking all the blacks land and evidently that's the source of all evil on the planet and, and the blacks believe this it's colonialism i mean not all but i mean the majority then when i came to south africa they were telling the whites of south africa because south africa was no longer a colony south africa was a internationally recognized republic and it was run by whites they had they had proper self-rule. They did not have to give anything away. They were the legitimate government, and Britain had, had created this state, and they had continued with this state. They had now introduced apartheid, but there had been some apartheid under British rule as well. It just wasn't called by that name. And these whites were then told that their crime was apartheid. So apartheid became the crime of those whites. Now the rest of you whites in Britain, Europe, and America, your crime now is that you aren't diversified. See, we, we got to be blamed for something in order to justify our eradication as white people. We've always got to have some guilt trip lies heaped on us to keep us down, to keep us from opening our mouth to keep us politically correct so that our eradication and our genocide can proceed. Enough. You are too white. Your problem and your crime is that you are too white. So all that I've seen in my life is that every, every time the communists and the elite and the non-whites get in on this act, they come up with some new bogus reason as to why white people have to be destroyed, why their countries have to be destroyed. 
And even in yes. Europe, where whites have lived for 45,000 years... Obviously, that's not biblically accurate, but go ahead. There's now talk that whites won't be a majority. And I think even in Britain, I saw they're an not, article not in the Telegraph, in I think it was, some hmm. years ago. I think they said by 2065, you won't be majority mm -hmm. white. I think. Okay, yeah, I'm not, I haven't heard about statistics myself, but I'm, I'm in London and already whites are less than 50% of the population. <laughs> it's already that uh, way But it London. seems like even worse than that from what I can see when I like, walk outside. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not good. Obviously that is the trend. It's an absolute takeover. And it's all by design. It's all done on purpose by Satan. And evidently it's very important for Satan to make this happen. And we're going to look a little bit why from a satanic standpoint this is so important and Later. in parts of europe the birth rate um is only 1.3 which is half of what we need for replacement rates um, the, the muslims are being told rape pillage breed with as many um of your wives breed with as many women, white women as you can rape breed them out of existence it's one of their main goals of Islam. that's why islam is such a perfect tool of satan because it, it accomplishes so many different things. And their ultimate goal is to breed us out of existence. And then when they get above a certain percentage, to just absolutely overtake and eradicate. Um, it's what the blacks are doing right now in South Africa, Islam is doing in Europe. They're just not as far along as um, they are in Africa. You know, they don't have the, the, quite the numbers yet, but it's, it's definitely getting there very quickly. What's the birth rate like in South Africa for whites? I can't give you a number there. About the only good news I can say is that strangely enough, the poorest whites, the poorer and lower class whites, they actually still have a pretty decent birth rate. It's actually the middle class and upper class that have got a lower birth rate. But I also think that it's, at best, only replacement. It's hard to say. I don't have a statistic. Yeah, but yes, okay. that, is, that is a racial problem across the world for white people, yes. I believe that white people globally have been lied to, misled, and targeted specifically for destruction. But it's been a gradual program. Whether you call it cultural Marxism or whatever it is, there's been a program. Now, here's a quote from Rabbi Stephen S. Wise of the American. Uh, this is from May 15, 1935. He says, some call it Marxism, I call it Judaism. Now, we're not talking about here today the average Jew, okay? We're talking about the synagogue of Satan that the Bible talks about that I've made reference to. And I will make no apologies for calling out the synagogue of Satan. It's no, it's no mystery that the, the absolute majority, if not all the Illuminati families, are upper-level synagogue of Satan, Kabbalistic, Talmudic, what they would call Jews. They're the synagogue of Satan. They're the most evil, wicked devils on the planet. And I don't mean that about the Jewish race. Like I said in the Bible in Zechariah, two-thirds of the Jews, it says, are going to be destroyed, and one-third is going to be um, come through the tribulation and they will be refined as silver is tried in a fire and they're going to look upon the one whom they've pierced jesus christ and mourn for him as one that mourns for his only begotten son so understand i'm having biblical balance here i'm not in condemnation of 
of of the like the Jewish race, but the synagogue of Satan seem to be the absolute main players behind this particular movement. And this is just one of the quotes we're going to be looking at. ...to lie to white people on a grand scale. And it's, it's almost shocking the extent of the lies that whites have been brought to believe and that their governments and officials openly state as facts, which are not so. And... Liberalism, I've come to regard liberalism as the biggest con job intended to destroy white people because it breaks down all of the factual racial truths. It just totally ignores them. And the people who suffer the most are the white people. It is a system designed to destroy white countries. And one of the things that I think whites outside of Africa can learn is by watching our experiences and our history, you can see all of this playing itself out in the real world and you will see the proofs that liberalism is utter rubbish and totally untrue. Mm -hmm. And it's a scam, actually. It's a global scam against white people. Okay, so we have uh, that video and there's a lot of, of videos on this particular subject. I've really never got into this before, this particular part of it, because we, we can look at South Africa, and we can look at Europe, and we can look at America and Canada, and we can focus in on, like, okay, the blacks, in South, or we can focus in on the Muslims. Who's making that all happen? Where is the money, where is the legislation that's being changed where is the, the real, I mean, yeah, granted, high-level politicians, but a lot of the actual money, George Soros, a synagogue of Satan, Jew, okay? Uh, one of the main, 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 main funders of everything wicked and evil and everything regarding destru- destruction of the white race, destruction of America, destruction of Europe, George Soros. There's just one example there. A lot of the Illuminati synagogue of Satan money has went into this because it's part of their religious belief system. It's literally, in fact, I just want to play this real quick, this one clip. Uh, Let's see if I can find it real quick here. I've I've got it in here. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just, I'm going to come back to this. But this is white genocide explained by its architects. And here is a rabbi, okay, and he's talking. He says the Messiah will return only once Edom. Remember, the Jews are waiting for their Messiah. Christians are waiting for the return of Jesus Christ. Islam is waiting for their awaited savior called the Imam Mahdi. The Buddhists... Um, are waiting for the fifth Buddha. The Hindus are waiting for Krishna. Okay? Uh, the Jews are waiting for their Messiah. This is the Messiah that is going to, um, you know, rebuild or help rebuild the temple if it's not already rebuilt. He's going to be the one that goes into the midpoint of the tribulation and commit the abomination of desolation, where he's going to proclaim himself to be God. And then the great tribulation is going to start from that point forward. So, for the Jews, uh, and I mean synagogue of Satan primarily is what we're talking about here, uh, not to say that they're not influencing a lot of other Jews, okay, but overt, evil, wicked, synagogue of Satan, movers and shakers, 
that are literally Satan's henchmen. We're that's what we're talking about here. This particular uh, rabbi says the Messiah will return only once Edom, Europe, and Christianity will be totally destroyed. Okay, so um, this would be more the white races that he is in reference to. Uh, including Christianity. He's saying the, the Messiah will only return once like the white races and Christianity are destroyed. And then he goes on to say, so I ask you, is it good news that Islam invades Europe? It's excellent news. It means the coming of the Messiah. So, Somebody like George Soros, who is literally the ones funding, and I, I've done studies on this, a synagogue of St. Jude that actually turned his own countrymen in to the Nazis as a, as a literal um, narc spy and was proud of it and was asked about it. And he said, no, I, I don't have a problem with it at all that I did that. I'm basically proud of it. It's literally one of the main financial driving forces bringing the um, Muslims, whether they're the black Muslims coming from Africa, and I've documented that, the whole is the, the whole how they're coming from Africa to um, uh, Italy and how they have those boats that go back and forth, or the ones coming from Syria. George Soros has his fingerprints, his hoof prints all over this thing, and he is, he is the quintessential essence poster child for synagogue of Satan, devil, Talmudic, Kabbalistic Jew. Okay, so the sooner the white race is destroyed, the quicker they believe their Messiah, the Antichrist, can come. They, they, and, they, and they lump the white race and Christianity in together. Now, I've said all that I've said today in all previous subjects, all, all previous studies I've done where I've hit upon this to say what I just said. They are the true architects. They are the ones that Satan is using. The synagogue of Satan Jews that control Hollywood, control our media, control a lot of our politicians, or are our politicians. Tons of them are. They are the ones that are primarily behind the absolute eradication of the white races and the agenda for that. It cannot be argued or denied. Let's hear some more from them. It's excellent news, he said. So here, this is from Ynet, uh, which is one of the major uh, Jewish um, publications, this Jewish World. It says, and this is a uh, this appeared on 11, 11, 12. Um, it says, Islamization of Europe is a good thing. Rabbi Baruch if Trophy believes, this is another rabbi, believes Jews should rejoice at the fact that Europe is paying for what it did to us for hundreds of years by losing its identity. He praises Islam for promoting modesty and respect for God. This is how warped and evil and demon-possessed this maggot rabbi is. So there's, there's, there's one um, opinion there. Okay, here's another guy, Jewish politician Gregor Jizzy. He says there has to be a legal, unbureaucratic way to get asylum in Europe, meaning to bring the the um, the ma the uh, Muslim devil invaders into Europe. There's got to be a way. Okay, why would he care about this unless he wanted to destroy the white race? Why would he care about this as a Jewish politician? 
Why is it so important for these Jewish politicians to annihilate the white race? To 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 you know this whole diversity thing and in 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 the dilution and the breeding of the whites out of existence. Why is it? Well, it's because of what the rabbi just said. Because they believe that unless they eradicate the white races, and this is their own religious dogma, I'm not going to apologize for their own satanic, Talmudic, Kabbalistic religious dogma. I'm not going to apologize for them. But they believe unless that happens, the eradication of Christianity, the eradication of the white races, that the Messiah will not be able to come. So it's very important to make this happen and to make it happen as quickly as possible. But see, they do it and they they basically turn the dogs loose. They grease the skids to make sure the Muslims invade Europe and America and Canada. They grease the skids to make the blacks uh, hate white people and want to eradicate them in South Africa. Okay, and then they sit back and laugh their butts off, basically, because they were the ones that orchestrated it all. They were the ones that brainwashed these people. They were the ones that, you know, made this all happen. Now, I'm not saying Islam didn't didn't give uh, its own adherents tons of reasons to hate us, because the the Quran teaches, "Take not the Christians or the Jews for your friends." And that's ironic because the Quran, you know. Their main enemy is the Jews, but yet they love what's happening in Europe because it's eradicating primarily the white. But a lot of Jews are being persecuted there too. But for the Jew, for the synagogue of St. Jews, that's just collateral damage. I don't think they have any real love for their, for their people. They're evil. They're wicked. You know, they're just doing Satan's bidding. So this this Jewish politician says there has to be a legal, unbureaucratic way to get asylum in Europe. Countries like Poland, a very Catholic, by the way, have to be willing to accept more refugees, more 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 Islam. And Poland's resisted that, and that's why they're going to key on any country that resists it and try to shame them into taking more of these uh, these uh, devil perverted sexual uh, Islamic invaders. So they're gonna they're just gonna try to shame all these countries that don't want them. And then he says, and oh by the way, every year more native Germans die than they are born. Remember what just the statistics I told you? Germany Germany's I mean, they're they're going downhill and they're going downhill really, really, really quick. Remember, Germany was one of the main first places that the Syrian Muslim invaders got to and a lot of them stayed there more disproportionately because they wouldn't have to walk as far to get to the other countries. And Germany's being totally, absolutely taken over, and they love it. That is very fortunate, he says, that more Germans die than are born. He says that is very fortunate. This sick, maggot, scumbag synagogue of St. Jews said that about the Germans. He says that is very fortunate. It's because the Nazis are not good at having offspring. So he automatically has to go back to World War II and blame all the, all the Germans, just like any white person in America is blamed for slavery. That happened, and all the people in South Africa are are. This is all absolute, total mind control manipulation. All the people in South Africa are blamed collectively for the Dutch settlers that came there. It's always got to be some guilt and shame on the white person, and the stinking synagogue of Satan Jews are the main ones doing it. The decline of Germans is why is why um, are why so dependent. The decline of Germans is why 
they're so dependent on immigration from foreign countries. What a, what a lie from the pit of stinking hell that is. That's another thing. Oh, well, you're not, you're not, your birth rate isn't what it should be. So we've, we've got no choice but to bring all these Muslim invaders. What a lie. People don't want to have children when their country's being taken over by a bunch of stinking savages. Why would they want to have kids? Why would they want to bring, bring children into the world when they're probably going to be annihilated, chopped up, or raped? That's why the birth rate's down. That and all the other brainwashing that, that Hollywood and the world global media is doing and all the white shame game that's going on. See you at the protest. Goodbye, you, you slimy devil. Okay, so then we, um, going forward here, I'm just going to play a little bit more of this. Here we have immigration debate heats up after Merkel says diversity has failed. Uh, Jewish activist Anita Kahan. With this long history of nationalism and small countries is now um, is now getting into a crisis. So they're talking, I think she's talking about the EU with their long history of nationalism. It's horrible. You can't be nationalistic. You can't, you know, love your own country. No, 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 no. We got to have everybody. Got to dilute all that down. You can't have any nationalism. You, you got you got to bring all these people into your country and you you need to assimilate with them you need you need to be the one that that is tolerant they can do whatever they want their their whatever their cultures you have to accommodate them these stinking illegal invaders we've just got to take whatever is being shoved down our throat oh immigration is the future immigration is the future you mean invasion you mean savages invading your country like islam you know, or like the illegal aliens coming across our border. That's that's what I mean. Look look at what they're doing right now. They they've got a caravan coming right now that they're they're trying to cross over right now. More of these more of these people from third world countries that have no right to be here and have no legal right to be here. But we're supposed to, as white people, not say a word because we're racist if we say anything. Cannot work and um, live in a globalized world in in the middle of the world in Europe without immigration and uh, moving populations. Guess who's at it? So we've got we've got that lady. Um, let's. Whiteness is not a culture. Okay, here's a Jewish professor, Noel Ign Ignative. He says whiteness is not a culture. It's not a religion. It's not a language. It's simply an oppressive social category. Oh, okay. So this is out of the forked tongue mouth of Satan himself, a Jew, a synagogue of Satan Jew. And he's basically saying, well, let, let, let's, let's listen to what he said again out, out of this forked tongue devil's mouth. Whiteness is not a culture. It's not a religion. It's not a culture. I could have swore that, that white people do have a culture. It's not a religion. I'm not saying it's a religion. It's not a language. It's simply it's not a language. an oppressive social category. Oh, it's a, because Satan says so. It's an oppressive social category. When white people are forced to be more tolerant than any other demographic on the planet by far. But it's not enough for the synagogue of Satan Jews and the people that they control. We have to be more submissive and basically lay down in a fetal position. That's the only thing they'd be satisfied with. Oh, and then they could come and rape our families and then chop our heads off. That would be probably even more pleasing to them. There can be no white race. There could be no white race. I mean, but see, I'm a bad guy for pointing this out. And here's a synagogue of Satan Jew openly admitting this and proud of it. The task is to bring this minority together in such a way 
that it makes it impossible for the legacy of whiteness to continue to reproduce. So, in other words, they want to bring these minority races that are minority, at least, like, okay, Islam was a minority when it was first found, but bring them into these countries to breed these uh, white people out of existence, rape them, uh, make their birth rate dec decline because people are going to be so afraid to bring children in, into this world while the Muslims are breeding absolutely like, you know, rabbits out of control because, you know, the religion tells them to do this. And then they're raping white women along the way and killing white people. So they're going to ultimately take over the white race just through murder, through uh, inbreeding or interbreeding with them, through breeding with their own. You just wipe them off the planet. That is the goal here. And it's openly admitted. I'm not being paranoid. This is what they're openly saying. So, so we have that. Uh, let's go forward here. Okay, listen to this lady. Here's, a, here's another uh, wonderful Jewish lady that's talking about this. And um, just bizarre. At this point in time, Europe has not yet learned how to be multicultural. And okay, so here's Barbara Lehner Specter, founding director of. Padilla Stockholm, she's a Jewish scholar. So she's saying Jewish, Jew. Let me just hear what she's saying. In time, Europe has not yet learned how to be Muslim. So this, this, this mealy mouth synagogue of Satan witch, synagogue of Satan Jewish witch, is saying that Europe has not learned how to be basically diverse or multicultural. And we, they, all whites need to be taught a lesson. You know, I don't see Israel taking in all these different races like America's been forced to, like Europe's being forced to, like Canada's being forced to, like it's been, I mean, I don't see them having to deal with the same things that are done in Israel. Because it's what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. You know, do as I say, not as I do, in other words. Hypocrisy is, is basically what this is all about. And I think we're going to be part of the throes of that, of that transformation, which must take place. Europe is not. See, we have to. We have to have this transformation. We have to assimilate the Muslims. We have to assimilate and interbreed with the blacks and the Muslims. And that's what they're saying. That is what this is all about. Honestly, they want to breed the white race out of this. Either murder them, interbreed with them, whatever it takes. It has to happen before their Messiah can return. The rabbi stated it for you right up front. It has to happen. Christianity has to be destroyed and the white races have to be destroyed before. And that's why this is so important to the synagogue of Satan for this to happen. And they have got their mouthpieces all over the media, in politics, in high places. They are at the very top levels of the Illuminati. Now, I'm not saying they're the only, I've said this many, many times. I'm not saying the synagogue of Satan is the only player in the New World Order. You've got the Vatican. You've got that whole agenda you've got a lot of other different organizations you've got flat out satanism you've got occultists you've got pagans you've got there's there's a lot of players to this but as far as the eradication of the white race as far as the implementation of the new world order as far as bringing in the antichrist i don't know who's a major more major player than the synagogue of satan the synagogue of satan who say they're jews but they're not is what god says about them the monolithic uh, uh, societies that they once were in the last century. Jews are going to be at the center of that. It's a 
See, Jews are going to be at the center of this transformation. They're, they're the ones that are bringing in all the multiculturalism. They're the ones bringing in all the, quote, diversity. They're the ones that are, um, you know, having the Muslims invade and, and encourage them, them to interbreed and, 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 and to rape white women and, and to basically um, breed the white people out of existence and, and to kill them, essentially. It's, look, look at what's going on in South Africa. That's, that's a blueprint for what they want to bring to the rest of the planet, and it's already starting in Europe. ...for Europe to make. They are now going into a multicultural mode, and Jews will be resented because of our leading role. The, the, she's admitting they have a leading role. She's admitting that, okay? It's not like, oh, I'm being prejudiced. They're openly, flatly admitting it. It's part of their religious tenets, what they believe. So I'm not going to apologize for something they're openly admitting to and proud of. Oh, Europe's not going to survive unless you bring in millions of Muslims to defile. I mean, I'm not saying Europe was perfect, but to defile that and to, and to breathe the white people out of existence and to kill them and destroy them, which is ultimately what's going to take place. Because that's what the Quran tells their adherents to do. Kill and slay the infidel. An infidel. So if, unless you want to convert to Islam, ladies in Europe, unless you want to convert to Islam and take a Muslim husband that'll treat you like garbage that you can't even believe, well, then there is not much hope for you, evidently. You know, and the men, there's no hope. You just better, I guess you could convert to Islam. You know. This is where we're, this is where we're moving with all of this. I mean, this is how insane what we're talking about here, here let, let, let's hear from george soros here let's see let's see what good old george has to say i can hear people saying hang on a minute our population has increased by two three four million since the eastern Bloc became free how many more this guy's interviewing george soros i mean literally satan himself people can a small island take that is the question on many people's lips Yes, but you also have a declining birth rate. <laughs> this is the excuse they always use. Yes, you have a declining birth rate. So, in other words, we have to bring these Muslim invaders in because you have a declining birth rate. And if we don't bring them in, your society's going to collapse. What a stinky lie from the pit of hell. People would have more children if they weren't so afraid that they were going to be eradicated, annihilated, bringing a child up. And you need... Uh, for a flourishing economy, you need... Not only that, but healthcare is so untenable and so out of control. Just to even have a baby, it's so incredibly expensive. But hey, if you're a Muslim or if you're a legal alien here in America or whatever, hey, it's free healthcare. Breathe away and go ahead and rape a few white women on the side so you can defile them as well. Some growth and uh, uh, it has to be replaced. It by, has to be replaced. Uh, migrants from... No, it doesn't, Satan. Oh, if God would just strike this maggot dead, that his tongue would turn black and rot out of his maggot-infested head. He is the pure source of evil on this planet. George Soros is the full embodiment of Satan that I've, I've ever seen walk around on this planet in modern-day times. From outside. Uh, so uh, there is a need for migrants. So, we get so you know if Satan's saying it, that it's the exact opposite of what is actually really true. Okay, so that is that is you know one hundred percent what is going on there. Um, 
Okay, so let's continue. Here is more. This is um, on Shalom TV, and they're interviewing uh, this particular maggot, uh, Synagogue of Satan Jew. And again, I'm not condemning all Jewish people. I'm talking about the Synagogue of Satan, and I will not give them any quarter or any pass. They are pure evil. So here's what he has to say. Issues at the top of our agenda. There are certain issues that are at the top of the Jews' agenda, is what he's saying. At the very moment. Uh, one is... Okay, this is Steve Gattau, President and CEO of Jewish Council for Public Affairs. The unbelievably important immigration debate in this country. See, that's the immigration debate is, is at the top of their issue. It has to happen. You have to annihilate and destroy the white races and any vestige of Christianity before their Messiah, the Antichrist, can come. That's what they believe in their religious dogma. And they got the money behind them and they got the satanic minions behind them where they're making this happen. Okay? So they're what they're I'm sure they have every their their hoof prints are all over what's going on in South Africa. Those those blacks down there have been brainwashed and brainwashed and brainwashed by the same dynamic, probably going back decades. Now I'm not gonna give them a pass because of that, but the source of what we're going on is synagogue of Satan Jews, and literally then the source of that, obviously, their master is Satan. Okay? So you can just chase, train it right up the food chain, and you can trace it all the way right up to Satan. To make sure that immigrants from around the world... You mean illegal alien invader, devil Muslims in this particular case. Particularly those from south of our border, have a chance here. The 12 million that are 13 have million. a chance for why they don't they're, they're they're here illegally why should they have a chance why what made them what gave them merit where they should be able to invade a country and not even respect its laws or respect its culture whatsoever come in and kill steal and rape and impose their disgusting pig values on the on the indigenous people what gave them that right and they just live here and do work and aren't really going home that they have a chance to, to stay here justly and with as, as legal immigrants and that see, that see they're they're trying to act like they're they're the voice of reason we're the good guys we're when it's absolutely the the, the agenda is destroy christianity destroy the white races and that's that we've we've already proven that hey it's so important so we have a, an entire program called immigration nation and we're trying to make sure that the jewish community steps up to the plate and the, the broader interfaith community so that that's what's going on in the United States, evidently. Um, I'm going to play this because this has been brought up a lot about Alex Jones and that whole thing. And he just basically laughs all this off and says that there's no synagogue of Satan conspiracy and that it's all a joke and everybody pretty much on his team is in lockstep with that. Uh, so here's what Paul Joseph Watson, who I actually played earlier, he's put out some really good stuff, but here's what, I'm, I'm sure he's going to shoot this down. England rising in the UK says, what is your opinion on Jewish influence in the media? There it is. There's the Jew question. Yep. There can't, can't bring up the Jew question. I don't, I don't. People who are obsessed with Jews controlling the yeah. world never yeah. seem to present any evidence. Any no, no, there's no evidence. I just gave you soundbite after soundbite after soundbite coming straight out of their mouths on exactly what their agenda is. We know what George Soros' agenda is. They're all synagogue of Satan Jews, but there's no evidence whatsoever. No, there's none. I read the news every day. I track narratives that the 
the mainstream media comes out with, I don't, I don't believe in this Jewish conspiracy because nope. nobody presents any reason. No, I, you're right, you're right. Yeah. I mean, I've done a little cursory look at this today, and I've already dug up more than, than you know would be needed to convince any reasonable person that there's some really nefarious stuff going on here. It's straight from the horse's mouth, but there's no evidence at all. Likes. Godfather of the European Union, Richard Kuten of Kalergi, published the plan for a united Europe and the ethnocide of the peoples of Europe. The encouragement of non mass non-white immigration was central to the plot. So the, the ethnocide of white Europe, they want to destroy Europe, and then the, and that the migration of, of non-white people was integral to the plot, okay? And, and, and this is how they're going to destroy Europe and, and America and Canada and South Africa. Of course, South Africa is pretty much already gone, as far as I can see. Since then, an unholy alliance of leftists, capitalists, and Zionist supremacists has schemed to promote immigration. And the Zionist supremacists would be the synagogue of Satan yoked up with these other groups that are also bent and in lockstep with Satan's agenda of destroying the white race and Christianity. Now, I'm not saying Christianity is just exclusively a white race thing. Obviously, it's not. But the white race has done more to propagate Christianity through especially particularly in America through missionaries and things like that than any other race. And I think that's why it's one of the main targets of Satan. Okay? It, it, now, is Christianity really, really messed up? I mean, you got the 501c3 church system in America. You've got lukewarm Christianity. You've got so many things where it's already been almost gelded as it is, but that's also made it, made it ripe for the picking for Satan to come in and implement something like this. A miscegenation with the deliberate aim of breeding us out of existence yes. in our own homelands. Yes. As indigenous resistance to this human genetic modification industry grows, the criminal elite seeks new ways to camouflage their project. First, their immigrant pawns were temporary guest workers. Yes. Then it was a multiracial experiment. Right. Then they were refugees. See all the different ways that they con us into, into just accepting more and more and more of this? Uh, being shoved down our throats until until literally you're bred or you're exterminated as a race. Then the answer to a shrinking population. Different excuses, different lies. And asylum is just another one. But the real aim stays the same. The biggest genocide in human history. The final solution of the Christian-European problem. This crime demands a new set of Nuremberg trials and you people will be in the dock. Wow. Mr. President, I'm really ashamed of the racist and xenophobic uh, terms that were used by Mr. Griffin. <laughs> wow, an, an absolute honest politician in there. Oh, we're so, so upset about the racist and xenophobic. That's the, the ultimately, they always defer to racism and oh, you're not multicultural and you're, you're a white bigot and all. And that guy spoke pure truth, but they're going to attack him from the get go and try to get him beaten down to him is if he's there to make any concrete suggestions and amendments to the legislation is your policy serious or you, are you just shouting and I hope you will not be re-elected if you seek re-election because it's a shame for this parliament the kind of uh, statements you have just made you witch so he's, so he's standing back up again he's going to address this witch that just shouted him down Mr. Griffin it's you that shouting because obviously the truth hurts. Yes, I will be seeking re-election. Yes, I hope to return here to speak up for the indigenous Europeans, which the founder of this place has deliberately set out to what 
I'm sorry about this music playing in the background. I have no idea why they're doing that. I know this makes it a lot harder for you to hear, but this guy is got a backbone. Because that is a crime. I'm telling the truth. I have a constructive Amen. suggestion to help those poor asylum Just like I'm telling the truth today. We're documenting facts. We're not making this up. This isn't because I'm against the Jewish race. I've done tons of teaching on that. It's not the case at all. I am talking again, as I have clarified so much before in the past, synagogue of Satan Jews that have a satanic agenda. It's from Africa. Yes, make it clear they can't come here, so they don't try to cross the sea and drown in huge numbers. Yeah. The best way for them is to get the banks off the backs of their countries so they can live in peace in their countries. Right. And we Europeans can live in peace in ours. Right. Thank you. Oh, she's so angry. She didn't have anything to say, though. Muammar Gaddafi, he is still on the loose, by the way. But during his decades in power, Gaddafi kept the lid on his country's Islamic extremists. How? Easy. Islamic radicals were thrown in prison. We'll remember this from Wednesday. Anti-Gaddafi rebels freed a prison in Tripoli. Today, CNN has learned that among those liberated, inmates are hundreds of men who are believed to be supporters of Al-Qaeda. They're now on the loose. Yeah. The man who uncovered this story is... They're now in Europe because they want to make sure those devils are on the loose. They want the most radical elements of them roaming free and coming into Europe and coming into America and coming into Canada for when they're given the green light in order to wage terror attacks on the citizenry and in order to wipe out the white races. So, yeah, that's why. CNN terrorism analyst Paul Cookshank, he has been to that prison in the past joins us live from London. Paul, give us details on just who is now free in Libya. All right, so I'm I'm, I'm way over on time for this. I got to end this part because I don't even know if this is going to fit on one. I'm going to end part four here. We're going to go to part five next. God bless you.